Elhamdülillah, elhamdülillah, elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin ve salatu ve selamu ala rasulina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmain. Nehmedullah ta'ala ve nasafiru şerven la ilahe illallah vahdehu la şerike lah. Ve neşhedü enne seyyidina Muhammeden abduhu ve habibuhu ve rasuluhu sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve zvacihi ve sahibi tabi khulafe raşidin mahadin min ba'di. Ve zelmeti ala tahkik hususan minhum alameti khulafe rasulü ala tahkik. Umar al-Mu'minin, Hazreti Ebu Bakr, Umar Usman ve Ali ve ala bakir sahibet tabi'in Ridvanullah Ta'ala aleyhim ecma'in. Ya yuhal mu'minul hazirun, yitakullah Ta'ala ve tu inna Allahum al-lazhina takwa al-lazhina hu muhsinun. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin ve salatu ve salamu ala ashrafil anbiya mursalin Seyyidina Mawlana Muhammedin ve la alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in. All praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Lord of the universes, all praises are due to Allah, who is the first, the last, the manifest, the hidden, the one who has might and power over all things. All praises are due to Allah, who sent his Habib, Sayyidina Muhammad as the Rahmat alameen. And may all peace and blessings be upon the final messenger, the prophet of mercy, the master of the first and the last, the intercessor of the day of judgment, the one who was constantly crying, Ummati, Ummati, Sayyidina Muhammad wasalam, and upon his noble family and blessed companions, especially upon the four Khulafai Rashidin, Hazrat Ubaka Siddiq, Hazrat Umar Farooq, Hazrat Usman al Ghani, and Hazrat Ali al Murtaza, and all those who follow them until the last day. Ya Yuhal Mu'minun, O believers, welcome to you on this Juma day. Welcome to you on this first Juma of the blessed month of Rabiul Awal the month of the Mawlid of the Holy Prophet In this month, O believers, in these days of the birth of the Rasulullah we must sit, we must think, and we must understand, and we must become better servants of our Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. O believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in the Holy Quran, Haq has come, Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim and Batil has perished, for verily Batil is bound to perish. Sadaqallahul Azim. And the battle that is happening now in this world, the battle that is going to come, the battle that has been ongoing, it is a battle between Haq and Batil. And that battle has never been about La ilaha illallah. That battle, that battle has always been about one thing. Muhammad Rasulullah. When the Holy Prophet was living amongst the Quraysh in Mecca, before being openly declared a Rasul, there was no problem between him and the society. In fact, all of the people loved him. They called him Muhammad al-Amin. They trusted him with everything. They trusted him with their wealth. They trusted him to judge between them. They trusted him as a fair and upright person. And even when the Holy Prophet ﷺ declared, La ilaha illallah, the unbelievers, they did not have a problem so much. Because even those idol worshippers, they believed in Allah. They believed in all their idols, but they believed that Allah was the biggest divinity and that He was above all the other idols. That was not what made the unbelievers to fight and to attack against the Holy Prophet ﷺ. 
It was Holy Prophet Wasallam's declaration of Muhammad Rasulullah when he said that he was a prophet sent by Allah and that the people must follow him. That is what the tyrants had a problem with. When they saw that the Holy Prophet Wasallam had come with a new religion, with a new creed, with a new lifestyle that would break their system of tyranny and oppression, they rejected Muhammad Rasulullah. And since that time, the battle has been between those who hold Muhammad Rasulullah high and those who reject it. And throughout the history of Islam, we can see this. We can see it in the time of the Umawis. We can see it in the time of the Abbasis. And we see it in the time of the Ottoman Empire. We see that the biggest protectors of Ali Sunnah wa Jamaat, the biggest flag bearers of the Ashki Rasul in the history of Islam, they were the Ottomans. They came with an empire of loving the Holy Prophet They came with an empire of sacrificing for the Holy Prophet. They came with an empire of serving and holding high the Ahlul Bayt. They came with an empire of showing respect and deference to the Allah. They formed an empire of Sunnah, an empire of Tasawuf, an empire of Sufism. And they did so much to spread Islam in this world, east and west, north and south. It is now being uncovered how much work the Ottomans did for the sake of Islam and for the sake of spreading Islam. The biggest population of Muslims in this world is in Southeast Asia, in Indonesia. And Islam was spread to that area through the nine saints. And they have now discovered that this council of nine saints, the Wali Songo, was sent to Southeast Asia by Sultan Mehmet Fatih Khan, the conqueror of Istanbul. And because of the seed that was planted by that Ottoman Sultan, the biggest population of Muslims in the whole world is now established in that area. So yes, the Ottomans, they had an imperial policy of loving and honoring the Holy Prophet The Sahabi Kiram, the Ahlul Bayt and the Awliyaullah. They made it a state policy to preserve the holy relics and the sacred places. Any place that the Holy Prophet stepped on, they turned it into a masjid. Any place where he drank water, they established a well. Any clothes that he wore, they put into a beautiful treasure boxes and they kept preserved. They found the tomb of Hazrat Abu Ayyub al-Ansari in Istanbul and built a grand masjid and a turba there. They found the maqam of Hazrat Ibn Arabi and built his maqam. They would keep the soil from the tombs of Awliya. They would keep their turbans. They would keep their canes so that the blessing, the tabaruk, and the blessings of those holy ones would rain down upon their empire. And in the Topkapi Palace, there was a special room with these holy relics. And inside, non-stop, 24 hours for hundreds of years, the Qaris with the most beautiful voice would recite the Qur'an Kirim to honor the Rasulullah And the Sultan would approach that room with the greatest adab and he would read the Hatim of the Qur'an. And these days that we are entering into, these days of Mawlid, they were declared as an imperial celebration. Throughout the empire, people emptied their houses and the masjids were full on the night of Mevlid as people walked through the streets with lamps to honor the birth of the light of creation. And every notable person, every bey, every pasha, every imam, the wazirs, the shaykhul islam, they would gather for an official celebration of the Mevlid. 
and the shadow of Allah on earth, the Ottoman Sultan would come to the masjid and join with the people to read the Salatul Ummi to honor the Rahmatulil Alamin. The Ottomans, they understood the love of the Holy Prophet and they kept his sunnah of loving the Ummah. The inheritance of the Holy Prophet it is adalat, it is justice. And the Ottomans kept that justice, that inheritance on top of their heads. The Ottomans did not come to bring nationalism. The Ottomans did not come to establish an ethnic dynasty. They did not force people to adopt their language, their dress, their culture, their religion. They only acted as a tree and invited the whole world to sit under their shade because they were the shadow of Allah and the shadow of the Rasulullah And that shade, it was not just for those who were Muslims. That shade was for the Jews, for the Christians, for all those who wanted to live under that tree of protection. The Ottomans were not just extending tolerance to such people, they accepted them. They let them live in harmony. They let them flourish. They let them enter into the governments. They let them have authority. They let them to prosper. And those people, yes, they may have been Christians and Jews, but they also honored Allah and His Prophet. As long as this unshakable fortress of belief that was built upon the foundations of love of the Prophet, of the Ahlul Bayt, of the Awliyaullah, as long as this fortress was standing, Shaitan and his allies knew that they could not make their evil plans. They could not make their Dajjalic plans to come to pass. The enemies of Islam, they want chaos. And the Ottomans, they are the pillars of stability and peace. And so Shaitan and his allies, they began to make their plans and they tried to corrupt the Muslims from the inside. And that corruption came from the land of Najd, the land that was cursed by the Holy Prophet ﷺ. So many people are afraid to say this today. So many imams are afraid to say this. They say, we must be friends and accept the deviants, the heretics, the tyrants, the ones that are cursed by Rasulullah We are the defenders of truth and we're not afraid to speak the truth. But what is that truth? That truth is that the Wahhabi shaitans, the human shaitans, they came out of Najd and they spread the worst fitna in this ummah that is continuing until today. They took the false knowledge from Ibn Taymiyyah who in his own time had been rejected and imprisoned by the Sultan. And they dug up his rejected and evil ideas and they brought them back to life. And the founder of these Wahhabis, Ibn Abdul Wahhab, who was rejected by his own father and brother, he started spreading teachings that came only from shaitan. Instead of teaching people to love Rasulullah, he taught them to hate their prophet. He taught them that they are the same as their prophet. He said there is no such thing as Ahlul Bayt. He said there is no such thing as Awliya. He said that the Sahabi Kiram, they made mistakes. He said there is no such thing as shakes. There is no such thing as tasawuf. There is no such thing as zikr and maulid. He took the ignorant Bedouins of the desert along with their leader, Al Saud, and they started a rebellion against the Ahli Sunnah wa Jamaat. And the chaos that we see in the world today, the evil we see today in ISIS and these shaitans, its beginnings was there. But the Ottomans, they did not allow this rebellion to continue. 
When these enemies of the Prophet ﷺ, they stood up, the Ottomans immediately set out to bring an end to them. Because they were not just a temporary threat, they were a threat to Islam itself. So the Ottoman Sultan, he set out an army to crush them. And they crushed them so that they could not even get up again. And they brought the first Saudi ruler to Istanbul and he was executed for his crimes. And for hundreds of years, the Ottomans, they defended the world from this evil of Wahhabism, which is now showing its face through ISIS. Every deviance, every heresy, every evil opportunist who wanted to use Islam for evil, the Ottomans stopped them. And the enemies of Islam from the outside, they knew that Islam could not be made weak as long as the Ottomans were standing. So they supported these deviants. Listen, O Muslims, we have nothing to apologize for about evil people who use this noble religion for evil. And those who support this evil, those who have fed it, those who have maneuvered it from the background, they are the ones who are responsible. These evil deviants, for hundreds of years, they have been destroying Muslim lives and property. And now they have turned their evil onto the hand that fed them. We are not surprised by this. We are not happy about this. But we are not responsible for this. They committed the worst atrocities against the Muslims. Muslims must know their history. Look at the cruelty that the Wahhabis committed. They set Medina on fire. They tried to destroy the green dome of the Holy Prophet They massacred the Muslims in Mecca, in Medina, in Taif, in Karbala, in Najaf. They killed the babies in their cradle saying that they are kafir. They tore up the Quranic Kareems. They tore up the religious books and they tore their leather bindings off. Especially the Dalailul Hayrat, that holy book that is honoring the Prophet And they made shoes from them. And yes, the Ottomans fought them to the last man. The last Ottoman defender of Medina, Fahreddin Pasha, said these words in the Masjid al-Nabawi saying, Ya Rasulullah, I will never abandon you. And he said to his men, Soldiers, I call on you in the name of the Holy Prophet, my witness. I command you to defend him and his city to the last cartridge and the last breath, irrespective of the strength of the enemy. May Allah help us and may the spirit of Muhammad be with us. Officers of the heroic Turkish army, O little Muhammad, come forward and promise me before our master, the Prophet, to honor your faith with the supreme sacrifice of your lives. The world needs the Ottomans to come back if this evil is to once again be stopped. In these days of Mawlid, we're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send Mahdi alayhi salam soon. Our sincere dua during this month of Rabiul Awal is for this problem to be fixed. No individual, no regime, no government can fix this. The era of Dajjal has been firmly established on earth. Our Grand Shaykh Shaykh Malana and our Sahib al-Sayyib, they are saying that the leader... The leader is the essence of the people. So many Muslims today, they are shocked by the evil words that national leaders are saying against Islam. Why are they surprised? The leaders of the Muslims, they have stopped speaking up for forbidding evil and enjoining good. 
We are not talking about politics. We are talking about the struggle between haq and batil. The leaders and the ones with power, they are responsible. The evil in this world today, the suffering in this world today, the tyranny and cruelty in this world today, it is on their necks. This world is enough for everyone and its resources are enough for every person, every child, whether there are 7 billion or 70 billion in this world, it can sustain everyone. But for those who do not follow the way of the Holy Prophet, then this world is not enough for seven people. While children are dying of starvation and oppression, people, Muslims, they are spending money for fun. They are building cities and they are building their toilets with gold. They will be responsible in the judgment day. Our hands are tied and our voice can only reach so far, but we have a heart. And our heart belongs to Shafendi. And as long as the breath of life is inside of us, and as long as we have a heart and a tongue to speak, we will remind ourselves, we will remind the world, we will remind those who want to listen. Ya Rabbi, we are asking for the friends of Allah who have veiled behind the mountain of Kaf to come. We are asking for Sahibul Sayyid to come to set the world to order. Thousands may celebrate Mawlid this year, millions may celebrate, but if they are not focusing on this, then what is their celebration worth? What is their celebration worth? It has become another social gathering. Because Allah and His Prophet are not happy with the state of this world. So we are asking sincerely for the sake of Rasulullah for the sake of this Mavlid al-Sharif, for Allah to send the helper to this Ummah. Amin.